Shalom, Baruch Rabbi Masechus Babakam, Odaf Kuf Yud Dalit. Today's Daf discusses tax collecting, edus for a goy, not selling to a Jewish neighbor. If someone gets an item from the mafia, what's the status of Yish there? What if it's a Jewish mafia? Is this item's owner assumed to have been Miyayish? When is there an automatic Yish? Then we discuss a beehive ownership in Messiah, Lefitumai. We begin with Shmuel. Shmuel had told us that the law of the land is, that's the Allah. So Rava says that you have these people that come, they cut down trees for the government, they build bridges, we're allowed to walk on those bridges. So Abaye says, maybe that's not because of Dinah Machusadina, maybe it's because the people who, who had their trees cut down were Miyayish. He says, well, why would they be Miyayish if it wasn't Dinah Machusadina? Well, because they're not doing exactly the dina de machuzadina. They're not following the law. The law is that they should cut a little bit of trees from each neighborhood, and they cut down one full forest. So the Gemara says, you know what? The, the, the shluchim of the malchus, they don't have to take from each neighborhood, even though that's technically what they're supposed to be doing. They could take from one chunk, and then it's our job to collect from the other neighborhoods. To repay for the trees that we lost for this bridge building endeavor. Next, Rava tells us the last person who's left in a granary when the tax collectors show up, he they're they're allowed to collect from him all the taxes, and then he goes to the uh, shutrim to to uh, get them to chip in for their portion. But that's only if they're actually partners. If there's an arus, a sharecropper, he's not an actual owner, so they're not supposed to be collecting from him. This is Shiloh, what to do if the Maya said the government did collect from him. Now, Rav also tells us that people in the city are allowed to take a mashkun from other people in their city to ensure that they pay their portion of the taxes. That's only for this year's taxes. For previous year's taxes, then they're just collecting for themselves because the Maya said they already paid it. That they can't take a mashkun for. Rav says that those who have their animals grazing outside of the trum to fertilize the, this area, outside of the, the trum of, the, of a Jewish city. But within the, if it's within a Jewish city's trum, not a technical 2000 amat trum, but this is where the Jewish animals would be, you're not allowed to take from their animals because there's a good chance that there's a Jewish animal there. But if it's outside the trum, then you can. Ravina says... If the owners of the animals are chasing after and saying, Oh, hold on, that's my animal. Then even outside the Tchum, you can know that this is the, this animal's owner and it would be also to take it. Now, Rava made this announcement. Some say it was Ravuna. Anyone who's going up there, it's a stroll down to Bavel. If there's a Jew who has some testimony for a guy's case, if the guy doesn't ask him to testify and he still goes to the guy's bezdin to testify against the Jew, we put that guy in Cherim. Assuming that a Jewish bezdin would have pottered him. Why? Goyim would listen to an Eid an, an, an Echad. A Jewish bezdin wouldn't. However, if there were two Eidim that had this Eidos, then that's okay because the Jewish bezdin would have come out with the same psak. And even with one Eid, we only say this in a, a village, but in a big city, those Batidinim are, are a lot stricter. Like a Jewish bezdin, they would require a Shvua out of an Eid Echad as well. So that would be uh, more okay. No cherem there. And again, this is all assumed that there's no I- issue of Chil Hashem. 
Now, Rav Ashi had this question uh, when he was learning with Rav Huna. He said, what happens if there's an Odom Choshev who has this testimony? And they would actually rely on him like two people. They would trust him like two Adim. They would make this Jew pay. Maybe that'd be better. Or on the other hand, maybe... I mean, it's worse for him to show up in Bezdin because they're going to trust him off the bat. On the other hand, maybe he has no option because since he's so hush, he wouldn't be able to avoid going to court. We leave that with a teiku. Next of Ashi says that if a Jew sells his, neighbor, his field to a goy instead of to a neighboring Jew, there's a mitzvah to sell it to a neighboring Jew, as long as he'd be offering the same deal. If he doesn't, we put him in cherem. Why? If it's just because of the, the din of bar matzah, of selling it to, to the neighbor, we learned about Metziok of Chesnema Beis that selling or buying to a goy doesn't have the din of bar matzah. The issue is that you're letting in some goy who's going to come ruin the neighborhood. So we put him in cherem unless he accepts all the damages that... The, monetary damages that this goy is going to cause to the neighborhood. In the next mission, we learn that if the mafia comes and he takes away a guy's donkey and then they give him back some inferior donkey, you know, they want to be nice. So we, ha- we have no idea where this donkey came from or clothing. He takes clothing of his back, someone else's clothing. So he's allowed to keep this clothing that he gets from the mafia because we can safely assume that whoever's, whoever this clothing or donkey came from was misyayish on them. Furthermore, if someone saves something from flood, from bandits, then is, if the owners are misyayish, then he can keep it. So to a swarm of bees. If the owner is Umiyayish, he can keep these bees. Rabbi Yechon says that we could trust a woman or a cotton to, to tell us where these bees came from. And then you could go into your friend's field to retrieve your swarm of bees. You know, assuming you actually want them. If you cause any damage while retrieving them, you have to pay for that damage. However, we have a machlekas whether you're allowed to actually cut off the branch where the bee's nest is perched in your neighbor's field. Tanakama says you cannot. Rabbi Shmuel Benosha Rabbi says that you can as long as you pay for the branch. Now in the Gemara we learn when it comes to the uh, mafia's donkey that if you get a donkey bag from the mafia exactly the opposite of what Mishnah says you have to return it to the original owners because he holds that the years doesn't help. There are those who learn that it means that if you want to return it you can return it. Why? Because Yish does help but if you decide you know I don't want someone else's money you know Lamaya said it's not mine there are original owners then you can return it even though they were Miyayish next Ravashi clarifies that when we're talking about listim these are only the, uh, a non-Jewish mafia if they're Jewish you can't hold on to that because maybe they'll do tshuva you could take them to, to din tomorrow Nervyasev asks, hold on, it should be exactly the opposite. With Gaim, you could always push them around, you could go, come at them with sticks, but with the Jews, you, you know, you, you're not, I don't have to aid them, so I'm never going to legally be able to take it from them or prove that the mafia owes me it.
Elamai, when you say that this only applies to, to Goyim, it's not talking about the first case of the Mafia, it's talking about the Seifa. We say that if someone saves something from Goyim, from Listim, then if the Bailam are Yayish, then he, he, then he can keep it. If the Bailam weren't Miyayish, then he can't. Mistama, they weren't Miyayish. And that's only by Goyim because you could be able to push them around with Jews. You're not able to do that as much because if you don't have Adam, you don't have Adam. Now, when it comes to skins becoming Tame, it depends on the Machshava, the person who's taking off the skins. So we learn over there, we had it on Samach Vovim that the Machshava of the Balha bias is what finalizes and it's Tame, it makes the skins Makabal Tama, not the tanner. A Goslin's machshava is not matame the skins, but a Ganov's is. Why? Because by a Goslin, there's no Yush. By a Ganov, there is. Rabbi Shimon says, no, it should be exactly the opposite. The Goslin, there's no Yush. By, uh, there is Yush. By a Ganov, there is. There's no Yush by a Ganov. So, the machshava of the Ganov is not matame. Now, Ula says the machlekes is only by stab. If you know for sure that there was a Yush, everyone agrees that the Yush would work. But Rabbah says, you know what, I argue with Ula, that even if you know for sure that there was a Yush, there's still a Machlaikas. Because like deep down, there's still a little bit of hope left. Abaya says, according to Rabbah, there's no Machlaikas against Ula, because Ula says in a Mishnah, that she does say, our Mishnah says that since there was no Yush, you can't keep it. But if there was a Yush, Mashma, you would be allowed to keep it. But Rabbi would say, no, no, I, I learned that even if there was a Yush, the Yush wouldn't work. It's not that there is or there isn't. Yush wouldn't help here. So now the Gemara says, well, back in the Mishnah, we said that if the Mafia takes your donkey, your clothing, and they give you back a different one, you can keep it because the owners are miyayish. Now, who's this going like? It can't, it can't be their Abonin. If they're a Goslin. And it's a Kashan Rib Shimon, Gabi Ganev. Now, if you want to say, according to Ula, that you know that there was a Yush. Okay, so you can say that, that this is a case where you know that the owners of this donkey or clothing that you got back from the mafia was miyayish. But according to Rambo, who says that there's still a Ma'achloikas, even if you know there was a Yish, it still doesn't work according to Rabbanon or Shimon. The Gemara answer is, no, it could be Reb Shimon in a case of Listim Mizuyin. Ah, isn't that the same thing as a Goslin? So what would, the, what would the Chiddush be? Oh, it's just telling me two different types of a Goslin. Okay. Next, the Gemara brings that a Gan of a Goslin and Onas, they're able to be Makdish and they're able to give off Trumas and Maestras effectively. Now, this can't be the Rabbanon or Reb Shimon, because according to the Rabbanon, the Gazlan would work. According to Reb Shimon, Ganav wouldn't work. Now, according to Ula, you could say that there, that I know that there was a Yush, and that would work according to both Shidas, but according to the Rabbanon, it wouldn't work according to either. So, we have two answers either with my list of Mizuyan, and it's just telling me another version of Gazlan according to Reb Shimon, or we have another answer here. The Arma Mishnah is actually a third opinion. It's Rebbe's opinion who holds that a Ganav has the din of a Goslin. And we hold like Reb Shimon in a Goslin. That, that he is Koinet. Next we learn Rebbe says, Oimerani, Ganov is like a Goslin. 
Do you say one second? When you say Gazlan, do you make a you do you mean a Gazlan like the Rabbanon who isn't coined the item, or like Rabbi Shimon who says that he is? So well, uh, let's see who's our mission like with the mafia who gives back a donkey or uh, clothing. That doesn't work according to the Rabbanon or Rabbi Shimon. And if you say it's this is just a repeat. If Rebbe holds that it's Mamash Gazan like Reb Shimon, that he, that he is Koine, that's why he'll be Koine, because this is both Yiyush. If you learn it's only a Gazan like the Rabbonon, there's no Kenyan, then it's not Rebbe or Reb Shimon or the Rabbonon. So, Elamadi Gemara says it's Lustim Zuyim, like Reb Shimon, and it's adding on an extra case of Gazlan. We bring back the second case of the Ghana of the Gazlan, the Onas, they're able to be Mekadesh, they're able to give Truma and Maestris. I would just plug in the sheet of Rebbe also. It can't be the Rabbonin or Reb Shimon. The Rabbonin want to fit with Gazlan, Reb Shimon want to work with Ghanav. If you want to say, like Rebbe, that Ghanav is Kagazlan, according to Reb Shimon, that could work. There's a Kenyan. But if you hold Ganavis Kagaz and Darabon and there's no Kenyan, then it's not like either one. So again, we'll answer this list. The Mizuyan is telling me another case of Gazlin. Next, Avashi tells Rabbah, we learned Agabe Yerusha, Rebbe, and Rabbi Shimon told his son, Rebbe taught Rabbi Shimon his son, that if the kids, Yarshin, stolen things from their father, they don't have to only sell davka karka, the literal even anything public which the father used, a, a cow that he used to plow, or a donkey which he used publicly, because of kavadavim, they have to sell that. They, they shouldn't be walking around with their father's stolen property. Now, we can learn from there that it's only because of kavadavim. Without that factor, they wouldn't need to get rid of it. See that we hold like Rebbe, that Ghanav is Kigazlin like Rib Shimon, that this Mamasha Kenyan. That's how we come out of Maskana. Now, back in the Mishnah, we spoke about a beehive. And the Gemara asks, why did we use the lotion of Vichain? So too, a beehive. The Gemara explains, we're talking about beehives which are only owned Midirabonon. Technically, they're, you know, they're free flying creatures. Their bonin allows someone to be coined. So I might think that even though it's only a Kenyan Darabonon, even if I don't know if the person's Miyayash, maybe by Darabonon I'll assume Yish, Kamash Malan, no, that it's only yours if you know there was a Yish. If not, not. Next, uh, Ben Broika said in the Mishnah that we trust a woman and a child to let us know where the beehive, where the bees came from, to who's the owner, to direct us to the uh, original owners. Now, hold on a second. Uh, women and children are not good for Eidos. So, Behuda Mashmal says, we're talking about case where the owners are chasing after their bees. And the Isha and Katan tell us, Messiah Lefi Tumai, where they had come from. Ravashi says, I disagree. Messiah Lefi Tumai is not kosher. It only works for Eidos Isha. Ravina tells Ravashi, is that true? We don't use Mesech Levitumai. But the whole Beehive case was a case of Mesech Levitumai, and we totally believed her. No, but that was different because it was Darabonon. He says, oh, well, by Darisa, we're not going to believe someone Mesech Levitumai. Rabbi Huda Mashmal says, there was, a, there was a story of a person who said Mesech Levitumai, that he remembers when he was a kid, that his father used to take him on his shoulders and 
take him from yeshiva, from the Bay Sefer, bring him to the mikvah, and feed him Yitruma that night. Rabbi Hanina even finished that, that, that phrase. He said, oh yeah, and he used, to, he used to also say that my friends used to call me and that was good enough for Rebbe to let him be a kuna, a kayan. The Gemara says, yeah, yeah, but that was only for Truma de Rabbonon. But in Chanami de Raisa, Rav Ashi is sticking with Mesiach Lefitume is not working. He says, oh, really? I have another case where it seems like Mesiach Lefitume worked for the Raisas. It was either Rav Dimio or Rav Kaitigno, some say it was Rav Acha Kaitigno, saying over the story that came to Rishum and Levi, some say it came in front of Rebbe about a little child. Mesiach Lefitume, he said, that me and my, my mother were in captivity by, by the Goyim, but I was always, always thinking about her when, when I was with her the whole time, when she went to draw water, went to chop wood, I was always there. And Rebbe said, you know what, that's enough for us to know that she was not Ma'anes and let her marry a, a Kayan. The Gemara Serfeshes, again, would answer that this isn't the Deraisa, because the whole Isser of Shavuya is Midirabonon. So Mesech Levitumah does work Midirabonon, just not Midiraisa. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.